listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. We were talking about crossbred dogs and how the guy who invented the Labradoodle says it's the biggest regret of his life. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It caused the crossbreeding craze, mostly based on whether the name is cute. Yeah, I know it. More than whether or not the dogs, you know, would make a good cross, which is really weird. Anyway, he says a lot of them are are uh, have all kinds of health problems or crazy or whatever, and they are. Uh, we got this text, though. I want a pit doodle. It may maul you to death, but you won't have a runny nose when it does, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. And we also got a text from a listener who texts very, very often, who, uh, I'm just trying to find it because the wording was good, who implied that, well, she, she said, my husband always gets horny on Thursday mornings, so I wasn't able to listen to the last segment. So she basically <laughs> texted to say she and her husband were doing it. Humble brag. Yeah, yeah no clearly. Yeah. yeah, I know we're well enough to think that wasn't a humble brain. That was just kind of a matter-of-fact sort of way to talk about your life. Wow, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations on the sex <laughs> that you had. Doing it to talk radio during our show. <laughs> yeah. Really? I don't put on talk Turn radio when wait, I do wait, it. Wait for the traffic report to come on. That really gets me going. <laughs> is it because that's what Congress is doing to us? <laughs> yeah. so, so it puts me in the mood. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Mega dittos. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi has my legs over her shoulder. What? Wow. Oh, no. Stop. Oh. Too, too much. Too oh. far. Oh. Michael isn't even married. Oh. He's not ready to hear that sort of talk. Oh. I just want no- Nancy Pelosi to be mentioned with sex. That's all. Oh. She was a hell of a yeah, looker in I, her day, Michael. I, 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 Back I, before electricity, she was crazy <laughs> hot. She's quite old, but she's a very attractive woman. I remember when we uh, did, we did a thing with her in... 2006. Yeah. The 100 uh, year anniversary of the 1906. Of <laughs> wow. Hilarious. Wow. wow. The 100 year anniversary of the 1906 earthquake. So we were in San Francisco and we did a whole like hour with Nancy Pelosi. And I thought you are a really attractive older woman. Yeah. Well, she's she is. built like a brick capital. I mean, there's no denying that. Uh, soulless, yes, but eh, I'm not there for the soul in, you know, in this scenario. Right. Oh, there she is as a young woman. Oh, she's crazy cute. Yeah, and uh, yeah. she she a lawyer? Did she come from a law background? She got a super rich man, I know. But she I married know. a crazy rich dude. Oh, there yeah. she is with JFK. They got more money than God. Yeah, she's a full God. grown woman. With you JFK. were a grown woman when JFK was around. Yeah, keep that picture on. How is that even possible? Yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder if he went there, or was she like a sixteen-year-old? Uh, well, he'd have gone there anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Wow, is she a cutie? Yeah. Well, still. Still wielding power in the capital. Power must just be so intoxicating. No, no, I've I never mean, had I, it. If I were her, I couldn't wait to go off and like go fishing and have a like a summer place where I, you know, whatever. That's the weird thing about power. What do I, I remember? I was listening to some biography the other day uh, on tape, and it was I don't remember who it was. It was somebody who's hungry for power and keeping power and everything like that. And I was thinking then, as I've talked about on the show, I've never had power and I've never wanted it. I've never lusted for power. Mm. I just don't. And apparently, if you, and I feel like I live my life perfectly well without lusting for power. Maybe having you it. need a sniff of it. So I, you think I'd be happier if I all of a sudden was lusting for power? No, I didn't say that. I, I was saying maybe once you get Taste. a sniff of it, you're you're the guy who I don't know. becomes addicted to cocaine. Maybe yeah. it is like the first time you ever have sex. You think, oh well, now I'm, I want to do that again. That is something right there. Um, yeah, because the people who have it, they will do anything, and then they. You know, people who've never done anything wrong in their lives will start committing crimes. 
where people who have done some things wrong will commit really big crimes. Mm-hmm. And you'll stay way past the point that it's it's a good idea just to ha- continue to have the power. When I always think, why wouldn't you just walk away and go live your life? Yeah. I, I think the cocaine uh, metaphor is a really good one. It's just, it, it A, uh, feels great when you try it, and then you want to do it all the time, and you can't imagine not doing it, and then it, you get paranoid and weird and, then and you start want suspecting more. everyone. You yeah. want more and more yeah. of it. Everybody's trying yeah. to take my power away from right. me. Right. right. Yeah. Oh, I know what it was. I was thinking about Mao after he had uh, got kind of pushed to the side a little bit. Um, after the Great Leap Forward caused a famine, his idea, everybody was more or less openly saying, you really had a bad idea. You killed millions of people. You suck. He kind of stepped to the side a little bit and let some other people take charge. But he had to get back in the game, and he spent all his time trying to figure out how to how to negotiate this and that. And then he went and swam the Yangtze River, and it became a big, giant thing. Here's our 73-year-old leader swimming in the river. He actually just floated because he was a big, fat guy. Right. This is how <laughs> strong and virile he is, and he was back in power. Boy, that's like Putin playing hockey. Yep, yeah. exactly the uh. same thing. And while I was reading about that and listening to it, I, I thought, why wouldn't he have just stepped aside and gone and lived his fantastic life with his harem of hotties and, you know, in a giant mansion... Because you got to have power. Wonder if I don't the, get it. I've never had it. It must be fantastic. Wonder if there's like a, a chapstick element to it too, where you never really need chapstick until you start using chapstick and you create kind of a dependency on it. Like it, it, I, I can know. really imagine that, especially at the at the highest level of power, if you were to lose it, there's going to be a, a void that you don't know how to fill. Uh, apparently, yeah. apparently that I mean, all the evidence points to the fact that that is clearly true, and I have to yeah. just accept that's true as a person that has never had any desire to have more power. Sounds exhausting. <laughs> yes. I, I could I could retire, you know, raise my kids, have them go off and, and mm-hmm. be with powerless for the rest of my life and be perfectly fine. See, I've had the lust for power to do good, which is where we get into the uh, question of power corrupting, as it so often does. Um, the old saying in D.C. is many people come to Washington to do good and end up doing well. Um, which is a nice little grammar Nazi take on things, um, f- as in financially. Um, and But, yeah, I mean, for instance, if I uh, my only lust for power is I would love to be able to communicate to the American people, you know, some of the things we, we howl about on the show. That would be great. It would be great to have the power to actually influence people's thinking in ways that I think would benefit the country and, and my beloved American people, blah, blah, blah. But then you get there, man, and, and it just becomes intoxicating, and you get weird and want more, and you realize, well, listen, if I could do good and provide for all my kids for the rest of their lives, and I've always wanted a yacht, if I can do good for the country and get a yacht, and then before you know it, the, the Satan's got you by the balls, and you're just doing the yacht, <laughs> you know, and you're, listen, uh, I can get you that yacht, but I need you to stab your closest ally who's helping you do good in the neck. And you start thinking, damn, I really want that yacht. And that's how people uh, slide. Apparently. Oddly enough, I don't really want a yacht. No, but, but all my friends got a yacht. I can't be the only one with yachts. Right. Yeah, well, I wouldn't hate a yacht. I yeah. would like a, a, a boat. Yeah. So I like to fish. I like to be on the water. I don't need a big yacht. I think I'd be afraid going to sleep on the ocean. Number one, pirates. <laughs> Where do you plan to sleep on the ocean? Somalia. 
Out on the water. <laughs> so I was going right. to say, off the coast of Somalia? Right. Out on the water. <laughs> or like just pirates right. are where you can, Or where you can see downtown San Diego from your... I think you'll be fine. Well, I there are plenty of... of pirates there. Nobody talks about it because it would hurt tourism. Right. <laughs> They're covering it up. So I'd be afraid yeah. of pilot, the pirates, and I'd be afraid, you know, the boat sp- springs a leak. And I'm awakened. I'm having a, a beautiful dream about being in my pool. And then I'm having a dream about not being able to breathe. And then I wake up, you know, and, and the boat's sinking to the bottom. And this is why you don't have a boat. And then I swim to the surface, and you know what there I find there? Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I won't sleep on a boat, so there's no need to have a yacht. Just a nice fishing boat would be yeah, good. Or one of those, uh, like, knowing. what do you call them, a pontoon boat? Sure. I'd like one of those. You can call them that. <laughs> they, look, they look relaxing. I think that'd be big fun. Indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That makes sense. So I lust for just enough power to get me a pontoon boat. That makes sense. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. You shut up. You shut up. Shocking number of Americans say they've ended a relationship over chores. A third of Americans have ended a relationship over cleaning and chore responsibilities, according to new research. Talk to 2,000 people who've lived with a partner, roommate, or family member and found that 7 in 10 would refuse to date or marry someone who is messy. Of course, you don't often know that until you do get married to them, unless you're living in sin, eh, Michael? Not for much longer. <laughs> Oh, that's right. You're going to get married. Right. Making yep. an honest woman of her, yeah. as they used to say. By the way, my chores are dishes and taking out the garbage. And I do it diligently. Did you, um, did you, uh, did you two like sit down and decide, I'll do this, do this, you do this, do this, or did it just kind of naturally it happen? It just kind of naturally happened. Yeah. yeah. Is it kind of the, ooh, I, I don't hate this. You hate this. I don't particularly. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like if I you, don't mind taking out the garbage or cleaning the bathroom. She hates doing that stuff. I think like yeah. a lot of things. If you have a uh, a drastic um, difference, it's a problem. If you're somewhere in the same ballpark, spending, you know, all kinds of different things. If you're somewhere in the same range, one of you is always probably going to be a little more, or a little less. Sure. But if you're really far off, then yeah. it becomes a problem. Right. That's not one of those. Uh, what was it? Um, Mrs. Ick, yeah, or, or Mr. Sick. It's either Mr. Sick or Mrs. Ick. You should, have you heard this before, Michael? Talk oh, about we got to do some premarital counseling right now. Somebody said you need to look into Miss, Mrs. Ick. Never heard of it. It's an acronym: M R S I C K. So it's you've got to honestly discuss and understand where each other are on these six items. Do I remember what they all are? I don't know. Do I? <laughs> the M is money. Mm-hmm. So you talk about, you know, where you are in money, saving, that sort of stuff. Okay, you know. check. Yeah, we do that. Rabbits. <laughs> um, Relatives. Relatives. Oh. I was going to guess romance. Can we can we get along with each other's it, it's I've, I, I've done this, and it seems stupid looking back on it. It's got to be fairly common, but, like, things you just assume, um, because you grew up this way, it'll be similar with them, and then maybe you find out they have a completely different view over, like, how often you should see your parents. Right. Um, and you just think, well, everybody does it roughly the way I did. Well, no, obviously that's not true. i got to um, go see my mom every day. You do? 
Yeah. yeah. For instance. Or, or, or every week, or, you know, I'm going to go to every single, uh, I knew I, I dated somebody like in this situation, we all go to everybody's birthday. Um, well, there's quite a few people with nieces and nephews and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there was a certain period of the year where it was every weekend. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Maybe you think that's cool. It was pretty cool. But it's it's a thing. Yeah. Have you decided whether or not you're going to do that? So money, relationships, the S is, a, is an obvious Relative, one. Relative. Yeah, s- s- oh, sex. Yeah, sex. Yeah. Right. It's got to be at least once a day. We probably won't get the rest of our day, lives. But... And, and we wear the furry costumes. <laughs> yes, and you, Needless <laughs> to say. And you, and you have to dress as a cow. Or, or, or another ungulate. The un, you have to dress as the ungulate of your choice. The I is for the Iditarod race. You want to compete in that as a couple. And <laughs> Every it, year. It creates yeah, wonderful right. bonds and, and overcoming obstacles. Right, right. You know, I got one wrong then. So the, the R must be wrong. Because I think the I is in-laws. Oh, so, oh, so we're R? back to R. Does anybody know what R is? Uh, what would be a money, big thing in religion? Religion. It's religion. Yeah. Oh, religion. Yes. Religion. Yeah. 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 Which is probably less of a problem than it used to be in the past. But I would think that one would be pretty obvious pretty soon. Right. If if you got a stark differences in that. Oh, happy, wait a fifth, happy fifth anniversary, honey. Thank you. Thank you. You know who congratulated me earlier? My rabbi. <laughs> You're a Jew. <laughs> I'm an anti-Semite. But I wouldn't think you'd get to the point of... I mean, how terrible would that... Anyway. Dating very long or getting married where you didn't realize, oh, you go to church every Sunday. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Always have, always will. Yeah. You don't. And you need to come with me. Yeah, well, I was just talking to a buddy of mine the other day. He married into a, a religious family, a guy who'd never gone to Sunday school or church really in his entire life, now is a regular attender. That's a major life change. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you're fine with it, you're fine with it. But it is something to bring up. So money, religion, sex, in-laws. We already discussed that one. Okay. C is children. Right. Obviously. Big one. You don't want to have a, oh, I wasn't planning on having kids. I thought you weren't planning. No, I'm planning on having several kids. Yeah, yeah. And you're done then. Right, right. K is kangaroos. I mean, no, K is kids because <laughs> they really want to hammer home the, the, the Again, child yeah. thing. Let's yeah. talk more yeah. about kids. Yeah. Yeah. This is a big one. K- I thought it was kinky stuff. Are you okay with you now? The, the leathers? And Actually, that, you know? I think K is kids. C is career. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, are you going to yeah. work yeah. or are you going to stay home? There's another one you could right. make. An assumption about maybe if you didn't talk about it, I just assumed you'd stay home with the kids. I didn't know you were going to keep working. I'll um, stay home. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, my buddy did that, actually, who married in the religion. He yeah. stayed home and she worked. Uh, she had a better career going than he did. Um, so we got them all yet? There's another S. No. No, there's not. No. Miss no. Ick. No. We got it all. We figured it all out. I we should be so. very proud of ourselves. Yeah, very nice. Nailed we, them didn't, all down. we didn't allow Michael to interject a single word. <laughs> K is not a kangaroo, got the gist of it. Yeah, right. How many kangaroos do you think we should own? <laughs> I, uh, wow, zero? Uh, so how many of those well, have you Wait just, a minute. Children oh, got, and what is K? K is kids. Oh, K is kids. Career. Career. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, right, right, We're right. going to have to do this again, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Um, so yeah. which ones of those do you have deep well, problems with? Two out of six is what we agree on. So no, actually, you know what? Uh, probably all six of those. We're we're good. We're set up. We're we're in good shape. Yeah, you know. Speaking of relationships, it's it's funny that a number of people, listeners, will salute my long happy marriage with the lovely Judith. Um, and and we're both pretty decent at being married. But there's a lot of luck too because when we got married, we were both saying, and we were pretty young, but we were both saying, I don't know if I want kids. No, me neither. Maybe not. Maybe not. Okay, great. And then a certain amount of time went by, and we were both like, let's have kids. 
and we're both thinking, um, two or three. Let's see how it goes. And we're both thinking, yeah, if I'm, if Joe, if I am making decent money, I'll stay home. We both thought, all right, great. I mean, it's just. And I've known a number of people that got married with the idea they weren't going to have kids. One of them decided I do want to have kids, and then the other one doesn't. Right. No, I still feel the same way. Right. And then they're done. Right. Yeah. Which, how would you not be? Right. One of you really has to. You're better to be done, I think, than to not having kids when you already always wanted them. I've known a few people who did that, and that would be, you know, a. a it's tough. It'd be tough. It's very tough. But the having kids, if you didn't want them, is a terrible idea. Some people end up falling in love with parenthood, and and their stripes change. Some are just awful parents. So, it'd be hard to be a parent if you weren't into it. Oh it's yeah, it's hard to be a parent if you are, well, from my no, understanding. No doubt. Right. right. But uh, yeah. So anyway, so good luck with that. <laughs> and so, any of them stand out? You got the sex thing. You got to figure out. You got the number of kangaroos you're gonna own. It's- we got everything. Yeah. You got the Iditarod thing. You got to plan for. That may be a little <laughs> iffy. <tough. laughs> well, right. And and you gotta you know make sure there are a couple reasons why it's uncomfortable in a relationship if one of you gains a hell of a lot of weight. Um, one of those is your dogs will not be able to pull your sled anymore <laughs> yeah. in the Iditarod. And that's it's going to come between you. So stay in shape for your honey. Never stop dating. Look, we got 20 dogs pulling the sleigh. We're not going anywhere. Listen. What do you mean? I only have three dogs left to pull my sleigh because you got so many. We don't have room for more dogs. Something's got to give. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. This is best of Armstrong and Getty. So as of the 31st of August 2019, we have been doing the Armstrong and Getty show, radio talk show for 21 years, which makes it a full-grown adult. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't remember how it came up. Who were we talking to? Somebody. Um, Are you sure it was somebody? About when, when we started in radio, and we didn't do talk the years before we did this show. We were on music stations, but you still have to have something to talk about. And you show up to work, and you got whatever city's newspaper you're in. When we were in Wichita, Kansas, we'd get there, and they'd have the Wichita Eagle Peak in there. And that's all you got. Mm-hmm. That is it. That's the only information you have about the entire world. Right. Two countries could be at war right now, and you wouldn't know it. What about your push notification? <laughs> all you've got is what happened about a full day ago, because it's in the newspaper this morning. Right. And maybe you'd swing by the magazine stand and pick up a, a copy of Cosmopolitan and, and you know some other news magazine or something like that. And just... Well, for some wacky poll. Or right. maybe you know you get Newsweek or Time if you right. want last week's news as right. opposed to yesterday's right. news. Unrest in Africa. I'll be danged. <laughs> yeah, <it> was, uh... <laughs> Yeah, it was um, yeah, yeah, it was very different, very, very different. Yeah, uh, and people survived though. Everybody got along fine. It's not like you were blindsided by depressions or wars or you know diseases or something that you didn't know about instantly. And you and you weren't constantly wondering where you're where where you were when you were driving or where your children were or any right. of the you know. Everybody right. was fine. It was a simpler time. How would I yell at a celebrity that they're a jackass and I hate their art, though? You couldn't. That is one thing you couldn't yeah, do. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. You suck and I hate you. In the reverse, though, I yep. didn't ever get exposed to jackass celebrities' opinions on anything. I had no idea what they thought about things. Unless you watched uh, The Tonight Show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, once and a year. Even then, you wouldn't get into politics. You know, it's funny. I was uh, in a hotel room the other night and flipping channels and I came across Dick Cavett. 
um, who is just a brilliant conversationalist, great interviewer, and the rest of it. But like I was current, supp- currently alive? Dick no, Kevin? no, no, no. I'm sorry. This is one of your old timey TV right. show channels. Okay. And they had like Dick Cavan. I think they had the Ed Sullivan show edited. Um, but um, a great conversationalist. But oh man, he was stridently left politically, and I hadn't hadn't remember that. But well, you wouldn't know as a kid. Well, it was only it only came out because he was talking to Tom Selleck and. Uh, Tom, known at the time, is fairly conservative and still is. and uh, So they were respectful. Well, Tom was respectful. Cavett was mostly disrespectful, but Tom was used to sitting there and taking it. So Was Magnum P.I. sporting his mustache in oh, this episode? Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. Please. <laughs> oh, so listen, um, it's funny. Through the years in radio, um, the hiring decisions are, st- are frequently stupid. In I'm talk, still here in talk radio. <laughs> no, you're you're fine, Michael. You're fine. You're beyond fine. You're a prince of a man. Of the 21 years, how many years have you been with us, Michael? Uh, 18. Uh, no, let's see. 19 now. 19. 19 wow. yeah. Great, Scott. Out of 21, and That's you, Sean? Astounding. Uh, five-ish. The new guy. I want to say. Yeah. Has it really been that long? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And Marshall? Uh, almost 14. And Joe, how long have you been with the Armstrong and Getty Show? <laughs> Seems like forever. I don't. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dominic. Oh, jeez. No, no answer. Um, so, anyway, but there have been a couple of high-profile things where, where like, there were big jobs that came open or, or we were uh, considered or whatever. And um, and these, you know, half-wits are just, they're cowards, really. In radio management, they'll hire, like, a guy who's failed five times in a row, used to be a TV weatherman, you know, for instance. And that's not a reference to somebody who's currently working in radio, because there is a guy who did weather who's on the radio right now, and I'm not I'm not talking about him. Um, or or they'll get a celebrity, um, like uh, when David Lee Roth famously took over for Howard Stern uh, on the radio. And and I always say, listen, the first show is pretty easy. The second one, maybe you got a little dig, uh, dig a little bit, but listen, you've got to picture the two hundredth show, right? You know, right. that's when you figure out if somebody can do this or cannot do that. And just for chuckles, I assumed uh, taking weekends off and an average of a few weeks a year because we used to take like no time off ever, and now we take a fair amount off. But um, uh, roughly two hundred and twenty-five shows a year, that would be uh, forty-seven hundred and twenty-five Armstrong and Getty shows, and then times the hours. Give me how many hours have we done? Um, yeah, I think I did 21. That would be um, almost exactly 19,000 hours. Wow. Because remember that talk radio. Because <laughs> wow. uh, most of them the same. Many of them the same. Um, uh, Actually, you know what? Maybe now is the time to reveal it. We've only done 40 different hours, and then we just keep rerunning them. <laughs> yep. But there was that book a couple of years yeah. ago that said you had to spend 10,000 hours working on something to get good at it. Yeah. So we've done 19,000 hours. How come we aren't good at it? How well, <laughs> that, that was a lie. Well, that, <laughs> that, was, that was on average. Right. Right. <laughs> Very true. Um, Very true. Well, how, many, uh, how many years did we do in music radio before we started the talk show? I don't even remember. I, I, was, I, I mean, together. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was curious. Was Wichita your, oh, the about first? About six. 92 through 98. Yeah. The beginning of, so that would be, let's see. So was Wichita the first time you guys teamed up? See, together, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. uh, you worked for uh, my friend Dennis Kincaid. That's right. We did. And he had told me about you uh, even before I met you, and then, years and years and, we, and years ago. We were uh, uh, doing the morning show and playing oldies music. Right. Though he wanted us to talk a lot. He yeah. said when 
He said, when people tune in, I don't want them to hear a song. I want them to hear you talking, yep. which was rare in That's music radio. Oh, yeah. stuff. It was oh, an yeah. amazing gift to oh, us. Yeah. Yeah. That, that absolutely was. So rare in music radio. In fact, the opposite is almost always yeah. true. Yeah. When the listeners tune in, we want them to hear Celine Dion or whatever your thing right. is, Blake yeah. Shelton. All right, make so, it quick. So before we started the right. radio, the uh, talk show, we'd already done, you know, going on 6,000 hours. Um, but, you know, in fifteen-second sprints, they uh, yeah. no, actually no. But that's the reason. One of the yeah. reasons we got out of music radio is we were doing a talk show between records, and it was just this, weird and incongruous. Right. This isn't hard. In fact, I find it quite easy. But a lot of people find it very difficult, and I think it requires a certain like personality or mindset because um, people. David Lee Roth's a good example when they when they launched that liberal talk radio thing, and you had. Janine Garofalo, who, uh, Stuart Smalley, the guy who grabbed women's butts. Franken. Uh, Franken. A number of people did it. And, uh, and I know from hearing through the industry that what got them down a lot of them was just the every day. Three or four hours every day after the first week, you're like, I got to do this again next week. Some people, if you're used to, you know, you get together and you make a one hour show, TV show, every so often, or, or what, however else you're doing it. Right. It, it just, it, it works better for their, the way their minds work or their right. creativity. I Which like the every single day four hours doesn't bother me, but yeah. for a lot of people it just it just it just doesn't work for them. Well, I wouldn't like the rigid schedule and the tightness of like a, an hour TV show where you got twenty one minutes once a week and then you got to make this. That, that yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't enjoy that. Yeah, but I'd love the whole Judge Judy thing where you show up for one day and you tape ten episodes, <laughs> then you go screw around for two weeks. Well, yeah, I would I love that. Uh, it, it, also, you know. It was funny because we've made jokes about this through the years that, you know, a show will come together great sometimes. And then it just it vanishes into the ether. Nine, I mean, 2007, right. we had one of those. Right. <laughs> and, um, and now it's, you know, they're available via podcast. And some of you do a fabulous job of keeping them cataloged and stuff, which is very cool and flattering and funny. But um, they just they vanish into the atmosphere yeah. and you got to do another one the next day. And I could see if you're used to like making movies. Um, that are, uh, you know, you make them, they're in the can, they're in the theaters, they're on cable, they're available, on, you know, via, you read about them on IMDb for the rest of your life. Yeah, and your reputation and money can live off of that forever. Right, even one. I mean, you can make one blockbuster and people will still stop you on the street and say, oh my God! You know, yeah, we got to churn out sausage yeah, every you, damn day. Uh, you have a great segment in radio, and it's just gone. Right. And uh, gone hey, forever. dumbass, do another one now. You know, so. <laughs> one of my earlier memories of when I first joined up the show, and I was trying to, you know, just get used to the, get my ocean legs under me. We'd, I'd come in after the show on the first week, and I'd kind of say, hey, so how, how'd you guys think the show went? And Jack's almost uniform response was, well, it was four hours. <laughs> <laughs> and we got another four tomorrow. Yeah. And I thought that was that was a perfect crystallization of the ever leaning forward nature yeah. of radio. Yeah. Yeah. Which which I think keeps it fun. I did catch on to a long time ago, back when I used to listen to air checks myself when I did music radio. The good ones aren't as great as you think, and the bad ones aren't as bad as you think. You're right. somewhere in that middle right. range right. every day. Which <laughs> so. is incredibly disappointing and comforting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Depending yeah. on which. <laughs> You ever yeah. thought about how many hours of radio you've done, Marshall? Oh, jeez! With all the various shows you've been on, uh, it would it would be a large number. Yeah, I mean, I uh, yeah, how many hours? Because 
The other thing, too, is uh, I've been involved in long-form talk shows like at KLOS, where we did a talk show for six hours a what? night. Six-hour oh, wow. talk show. Five and nights was that a with, week. And was that with just the newspaper to go off of? Uh, why, no, we had wires. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we had, well, you had the news wire. Yeah. Callers, probably. Yeah, oh, yeah, callers. That, that's one of the reasons people oh, yeah. use. All right. Some people do callers well, but for for it, few, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's really and the callers uh, don't do callers well. That's no, the problem. They don't. It's really they the don't. lazy talk show host crutch for a lot of people. Not everybody. Right. Some people do it well, but it right. is the easiest thing to do if you can't do anything right. else is just take calls. I also uh, during that time, uh, my partner was a guy named Alan Burton, and he was a wonderful storyteller. Mm, that's he great. looked kind of like Burl Ives. I don't know how many of you ever saw Burl Ives, but uh, silver and gold. Yeah. yeah. But he, you know, he... Uh, Sean's going to Google that. He uh, was uh, he was a great storyteller, and he had been in the San Francisco early music scene, you know, with Sonny and Cher and Hendrix and all those but people. But, geez, you got to tell a good, long Hendrix story every day for, for a six-hour show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I, but he could he could weave together a number of different tales, much like you guys do. I mean, you, you could give him a topic, and he would just go off on it. That's it, a lot of talking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, it was uh, that that was amazing, and we almost died, by the way, because it was midnight to six a.m. Oh <laughs> man! Oh, the overnighter. Oh what's, yeah. What's the closest we've ever come to getting fired for for a <sighs> content sort of thing? Oh, is content? It, is it the uh, the guy in the building right now? Is that the closest we ever came? Um, I'm not sure how close we came. I don't think we did that time. Actually, it's it yeah. was the. What about m- some of the the impromptu vacations? Were any of those? close nah. we would we want we might not know how close it came yeah. oh, well you, oh you know what it was it was at the beginning when we got the listen guys the station is over here you're over here we really need to close that gap if we're going to continue this <laughs> oh I, i'll bet somebody said listen just get rid of them somebody else said well you got to give them a chance well you know, we, probably the guy who hired hired us ken cole probably said well for god's sake let's at least talk to him Hey, didn't you guys have a job where you guys got yourself into really good shape because you talked so little that oh, yeah. you were doing like push-ups and you were doing yeah, that sit- was a music job. Yeah, yeah, that was our second to last gig. Yeah, well, we oh my god, we've told some of these stories before. If you're bored, you'll stop listening. Okay, that's fine. So we uh, we got hired to go to Charlotte, which is was a much bigger market than we were working, and it's also a, just a wonderful city, wonderful market. Uh, to go be the morning show on the giant powerhouse legendary number one country station, and their competitor, and, and so we quit our job. We uh, we gave them notice. I sold my house because Judy and I had a house and a baby and the rest of it, and um, and uh, and we went there to house hunt. And they said uh, they were being weird. That the vibe was so weird, and yeah. both of us were like off put, but we couldn't figure it out. And finally, they say, "Listen, uh, how would you guys like to work for our uh, our other station?" We're like, what? What are you talking Not about? Not the number one station in town? Yeah, but instead this adult contemporary wuss rock station. And uh, and same money, same everything. And we're like, what? And they explained. The story was, was ridiculous. I don't know if I want to go into detail. but So we said, well, yeah, I guess we'll take that effing job. Having quit ours and sold my house, I- yes. So as to have a place to live and a little money, yeah, okay, we'll take the job. Speaking of lawsuits, if we'd wanted to make ourselves a pariah in the industry, I'm sure we could have yeah. made an argument about that. But so anyway, six weeks after that, we start the job and they change formats on the radio station. 
<laughs> hey, do you guys speak Spanish? <laughs> uh, see? <laughs> they switched to greatest hits of the 70s, and this is the way music radio thinks. And I'm glad I'm not in music radio anymore, but they, they wanted to establish the music format, so they wanted as little talking as possible. So we were hired, and we had, how many liner cards did we have? Like five that rotated. Right. And you'd just read the card and then put it in the back of the stack, and then three songs later you'd say, no bubble gum, no heavy metal. Just the greatest hits of the 70s. And And our favorite one, our favorite one, (laughs) no mindless chatter. Which is what we got hired for. Just the greatest hits of the 70s. So we'd read one of those like every 15 minutes. Right. There's a certain that was a whole show Stockholm syndrome thing developing there when you make your mindless chatterers say that less yeah. mindless yes. chatter right like yeah, there's, exactly. there's a weird power play right. going on and, there and so yeah. since obviously yeah. reading eight seconds of that every fifteen minutes is not a two man job we could alternate <laughs> Nor a one man job really. and so we each had a half hour off at least every morning yeah. for months we did this so we would we would read books during our shift I brought in a not bunch of magazines books. I brought in a bunch of dumbbells from home right. we kept in the That's studio, right. and we just right. lifted weights. So we lift weights and read books. Doing, like, and, prison workouts. Oh, we, exactly. Well, and for the same reason, we had to do something <laughs> yeah. for four hours. And so, man, I was ripped. I was in the best shape of my Uh-oh. life, you know, post-high school. Oh, the song's fading out. No was really gum, well read. <laughs> no bubble gum, no heavy metal. Just the greatest hits of the 70s. Turn it off, you're done for another You're hearing minutes. a little clank in the background. <laughs> clank hits me. Squeezing out another set of curls. What a weird job. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's like being in government work. Yeah. yeah, but then we, you know, and that was actually, well, we actually did get fired, but that was pre-talk radio. Because um, we went in and said, we, look, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> You hired us to do a show, we're going to do a show, or we want to leave. And but what was it, two weeks later, they said, you know that stuff about you want to leave? Well, you get to. <laughs> Why don't you go? And so we did, and that's when we moved to the West Coast. Oh. Blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, this. So, anyway, thanks, uh, those, of you who've been, those of you who've been listening the entire time, or any of it, we appreciate it. What's the matter with you? Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> I was hanging out with some fellows over the weekend, some of whom are a little older than me, and it's just, tell you what, 75 is the new 60, which is the new 40. If you're lucky. Yeah, yeah if you're lucky. Because yeah. for some people, it didn't. I, 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 I know my dad's 82. I know other people his age who can barely move around. Yeah. My dad rides a horse every day. Um, you know, some of that is how you treat yourself. Some of it ain't. So uh, Same will... with your mind. Joe Biden versus... Bernie Sanders. Oh, yeah. I don't think Joe Biden did anything to make his mind not as sharp as Bernie Sanders. May have been in one too many chain fights. (laughs) Well, there's that. Well, they slashed him with the straight razor, and the rust got into his bloodstream. Mm. Well, anyway. Uh, but So I'm on this big golf trip over the weekend. We stay at this guy's house, and he has a handful of bedrooms. Then he has the the upstairs. It's like a loft, Um, but he's got a really nice inflatable uh, air mattress. And then it's all seniority. How long you've been making this trip? The new guy gets the couch. And I was the new guy. So three nights in a row on the couch. It was not a bad sleeping couch. And I'm not talking about a fold-out couch. I'm talking about a damn couch. I could yeah. sleep on a regular couch for the rest of my life and be perfectly happy. Yeah. I did not I like hate me it. A couch. Was, I did not hate it. Was it at least long enough to where you didn't have to have your feet up on the armrest or anything like that? It was. It was able to hold a full size. A decent, excellent, excellent couch surfing question. It was indeed an ample, ample sectional. That's all you need. There was like a room for me, then the curve, then the long section. Yeah, oh, that's what yeah, I when I say yeah. I could sleep on a couch uh, from here till ever. I mean. 
long enough for me. You got to fit. The yeah. the bent up partly? No, that's that's yeah. a rough night's sleep right, right there. Show up to some person's house whose their their living room decor is like Victorian where everybody the furniture oh, no. was made when people were four foot ten. <laughs> oh no. Of course usually and they got like wooden arms yeah, on the couch. No, get, no, get out of here. Usually when I've had to sleep bent up on a couch, I'm also quite inebriated. Right. So you combine <laughs> the hungoverness with uh, the having yourself in a pretzel, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, but not only and the shame. The shame really gets to you too. <laughs> not, yeah, right. not only was the couch amply sized, but he had adequate pillows, and it was just it was fine. It was not great. What'd you, what'd you wear on his couch? Fine. I'd sleep completely naked. Oh, I did. <laughs> right in the living room. Yeah, no, you make me sleep, sleep on your couch. I sleep completely naked. Just letting you know, my bare uh, bits are going to be all over your couch. No, I don't need sheets. I'm good. <laughs> and and yeah, right. we all we all right. know what happens, uh, you know, to a feller sometimes in his sleep. So I just uh, be forewarned. Anyway, good night. <laughs> You might want to wait till you hear me moving around before you come in here. Walk up the stairs very loudly. <laughs> but speaking of age, we hit this. Uh, That's week- right. I my on your couch. Oh, oh Lord. Oh, wow. Oh, see. Oh. Wow. For people with no imagination who needed it spelled out. That's just precious. <laughs> Old back of the book Jack where he just gives the answers to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Worst thing I've ever heard. Oh, God. It's terrible, wasn't yeah, it, Michael? Really? I'm practically Kavanaugh over here. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com.